Blog Talk Radio. Live from Chicago and Las Vegas, you're tuned in to the show that's always on top of what's trending. It's Page One with LaVar and Mary on Blog Talk Radio. Talk Radio Nation, you are tuned into page one on this Friday night. I think it's April 15th. I lose track of days, um, which originally was supposed to be tax day, but tax day is Monday because today is Good Friday as well as the beginning of Passover, and with Sunday being Easter, then that moves us to Monday, and I just lost a bunch of track of other things, but I am so happy to be with you tonight. Before I even bring on my friend, every time she uh, leaves us for a week or two, I always have to do this whenever she comes back. So forgive me. Here we go. Well, she sneaks around the world from Vienna to Carolina. Sticky finger felt up from Berlin down to Belize. Mary on page one. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, <laughs> bring in my wonderful friend Mary. How are you? Rusty. Welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so he's going to come back people... to that. I know people did not want to hear me all last week, and unfortunately, they had to deal with me for close to an hour. So I'm pretty sure everyone is cheering and very happy that that does not have to happen tonight. But um, it is always good to have you back here. Um, Weather, I am assuming, out there on the West is warm as usual. Um, It still isn't here. Mid-80s, yes. (laughs) It is. But it's, it's been still bad. It's been very, very windy. You know what? I think we got some of your wind because it is been windy here a few days. I think we had some winds as high as 60. I think, didn't you guys have dust storms last week? We did. We did. We had dust storms and we had lots of high winds and low visibility. And yeah, there was a lot of that stuff. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Don't eat the dust. Um, especially for allergy sufferers. That is insane, I'm sure. Um, but we have, well, here's the thing tonight. Uh, we got a little bit of some things planned. I actually have a gripe here in the beginning of this show. <laughs> um a gripe that something happened to me for the first time on uh, social media uh, a couple of days ago. It kind of ties in with what I was going to tell you guys. 
Um, of course, you know the big uh, deal that's going on with Twitter. Um, and actually, I, I don't know, I'm kind of interested in your thoughts because with the fact, uh, and just to catch some people up to speed, uh, as far as what's going on with Twitter, I know there was a big deal with Elon Musk uh, because he owns a specific set of shares that he was trying to – I guess it wasn't a hostile takeover, but he wanted to buy the remainder. And I think the folks at Twi- uh, Twitter a little while ago kind of came back with some not-so-good news for him. Uh, pretty much was like, nope, um, don't really want your money. Um, but this has really torn a lot of people on social media um, a little sideways because some people are saying, yeah, it's needed. And then uh, some people were saying no. Um, And a few hours ago, Twitter's board adopted, quote, a poison pill after Musk's $43 million bid to buy the company. Um, Jack Dorsey uh, put out a tweet. He says, as a public company, Twitter has always been, quote, for sale. That's the real issue. (laughs) Uh, And they uh, adopted a limited-duration shareholder rights plan, um, and the board voted unanimously to adopt the plan. So under the new structure, any person or group acquires beneficial ownership of at least 15% of Twitter's outstanding common stock without the board's approval, other shareholders will be allowed to purchase additional shares at a discount. The plan is set to expire on April 14, 2023. Such a move is a common way to fend off a potential hostile takeover by diluting the stake of the entity uh, eyeing the takeover. And I know he said that he wanted uh, to... uh, do some things differently on Twitter. Um, I, I don't know if you had a chance to read up on this, but is some one person or one entity owning a social media site like that a good thing, or is it a bad thing? Two words. Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna get at it. Um, I would say it's not a bad, it's not a great idea to have only one person, like the person, solely responsible for a social media thing like Twitter. Um, I don't think it should be just one person. However, it does happen to be one person and a lot of other things. I'm really against Elon Musk owning anything. Like he's already got <laughs> enough stuff. Right. Like, buy it and give it to me. Exactly. I'll be okay with that. I think as much as I am not happy with the good folks at Twitter right now, and I'm going to explain that in a minute, uh, I I, I don't know. I I just – I think at this point it is one of those things where it is – Probably not right now a good thing <laughs> for one person to own that. Well, like I said, especially – I don't know if it's just him, too. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's not really the best thing. And um, 
the reason why this week I am a little bit mad at the good folks at Twitter was because, of course, you know, I'm over there at News Comet TR. <laughs> um, but this week, for the first time ever, I got slapped on the wrist by Twitter for something that I posted. I've never been in, like, quote, um, trouble with social media outputs. And it was pretty much one of those things where it was something that I wouldn't even have thought twice about doing, uh, but it has to do uh, with my guest that's coming up in a few weeks because we've got four 411 lounges coming up here in the next few weeks. If you've seen the schedule, you all know Avery Jane will be here next Friday night, so no uh, page one next Friday night. Uh, and then uh, Raina Hong will be here on Sunday, April 24th. May 1st will be Holly Jane. Very interesting story with Holly Jane, and I, and I think I had told Mary about this before. With Holly Jane, Holly Jane is a content creator who uh, a couple of weeks ago came out with an article. Uh, she is uh, on OnlyFans and is one of its top creators and is also a Playboy model. Uh, the backstory that's interesting to her story is that she is also a Mormon. <laughs> um, so she is pretty much kind of almost waiting for them to excommunicate her from the church because of what she's doing, but she is being an advocate for those who want to do what she's doing and is uh, standing up for uh, her beliefs. She will be on on May 1st. Uh, Sunday night, and then on May 15th, what I got in trouble for was for Jenna Love, who will be here, and I posted a photo. She is clothed. I will tell you this. She is clothed. You can check it out. It was three days ago, and I got slapped on the wrist because it put a tweet and said that it might be or it might have sensitive content. It is none. There is none. <laughs> I never put anything in which somebody is not dressed. And the folks at Twitter, and they, they said, we put a warning on one or more recent tweets because they might have sensitive content, and that if I thought it was, uh, if you thought the warning was a mistake, I can appeal. I'm not sure if I should appeal. Uh, if you are on Twitter, go and take a look at my tweet from three days ago in regards to her. News comment BTR, and you tell me. She is closed. I don't know what the issue was. Don't know why, but the folks at Twitter did not like it. So, um, I hope my page is still there. Um, I don't want to start over again. Uh, but yeah, so that was what happened this week on social media. Um, but no, we. We strive not to do the things that other people put on their page because it is, uh, yeah, I don't know. I was just, that, that got me in my feels this week. I don't know. I, I feel a certain way after that happening. But, yeah. You can go take a look. It, it's these kind of VTR. You tell me if it is uh, actually Twitter safe. But that's how they are. But, yeah. Um that's why I want to bring up both of those things because that was uh, the big deal with that this week. But uh, apparently that strikes a nerve with everybody as it regards to um, if it should be owned by one person or uh, 
if he should take it over or if he shouldn't take it over. Uh, like you said, I'm with you right now. I think he's got enough. <laughs> he's got enough stuff. He got enough toys right now. Why do you need that? Start your own. Why do you start his own? Exactly. Just start your own. You know, nobody's going to be honest with you at first, but start your own. Right. It was like, I know you want to go to where some people are at, but you could potentially do one of two things. You could jack that up as to where a lot of people leave, (laughs) Um, or somebody else is going to start something and do stuff that you're not doing, and now you're done. But who knows? But we got a lot here tonight. Um, <laughs> we here have the Almanac tonight. We also have uh, Retro Moment of the Week. Uh, also tonight, we have a few stories along the way, a live look at what is trending. I did promise a top five list tonight. I know Mary does not like a top five list. Aw, <laughs> oh, darn. Did I miss that? game. Yeah, I know, but I I have my own, and it is the top five discontinued foods that should return. Um, And then we have a few more stories, and then we got a lot to fill in. Uh, Like I said, today is the first day of Passover, Uh, so for those of you celebrating Passover, I I don't know. Is it Happy Passover? I know we say Happy Easter, but do we also say Happy Passover or Happy Good Friday? I don't think it's happy, I, but I, it's, I, I don't know. It's a fun occasion. I don't, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I think you all can probably correct me on <laughs> on social media if I don't get that right. Um, but as we said, today is April fifteenth. So um, that brings us to an interesting thing on the almanac because today. Uh, Of course, on this date, 75 years ago, Jackie Robinson uh, debuted for the Brooklyn Dodgers. Uh, So it was Jackie Robinson Day across the major leagues today. Uh, It is also National Clean Out Your Medicine Cabinet Day, the third Friday in April. Uh, Good Friday. It's Purple Up Day. Uh, Also, today is another anniversary of an infamous day in history. Do you know what it is? Well, let's just say it is uh, a popular movie spawned from it. And it, if I gave away the next clue, um, I would have to say it has to do not with a three-hour tour. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, it is Titanic Remembrance Day. Uh, it is the day that it sunk. So... Um, okay, I was going to say, which day is it? The sunk day or the settled day? Uh, like when they took day, off from... No, it, that was, I think, uh, last uh, week, but this is actually Remembrance Day because on April 15th, uh, the Titanic sank into the North Atlantic's icy waters in 1912. Uh, it hit an iceberg at 11.40 p.m. on April 14th, 1912, and then on April 15th, it sunk. So... And somehow, some way, Leonardo DiCaprio still could not fit on the door, um, and he wound up sinking along with him. So, <laughs> you know what? Mythbusters proved that he could fit on the door, and it would not sink. So the cheeky poo rose was being a little selfish. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. I think she was. <laughs> a little um, bit. Awesome. But no, that's that's that's. 
now could it just be those two or could you fit maybe another person or um maybe like a couple of boxes of gold or some money or <laughs> what else could you put on that door? Okay. That was pretty heavy. So from from Mythbusters when they did this, with James Cameron there, they put two people on that headboard door thing, whatever the heck it was, and it floated and would have saved them both. Now, would they have frozen because they wouldn't come back? That's a totally different story. Hmm. Yeah, that's even more funnier that they've had James Cameron there, but the... <laughs> You can just imagine the look on his face. Um, it's also National Tax Day. <laughs> it is National Rubber Eraser Day, National Laundry Day. So if you've got to do your laundry today, congrats. It's Glazed Spiral Ham Day and actually National Take a Wild Guest Day. Uh, tomorrow is National Bean Counter Day, uh, National Eggs Benedict Day. I've never had Eggs Benedict. So... Um, and then it is also National Healthcare Decisions Day, National Orchid Day, National Wear Your Pajamas to Work Day, but it is Saturday, so I don't know who's going to be. Well, if you work, I guess you can wear your pajamas to work. Um, and then National Auctioneers Day. And then on Sunday, uh, it is National Haiku Poetry Day. Easter. Okay. It is National Crawfish Day. Uh, it's National Ellis Island Family History Day. National Cheese Ball Day, and International Bat Appreciation Day. I, uh, yeah, I didn't know that we could what kind appreciate of them. Uh, what like kind of bat? bat or would, the kind that eats fruit? It, it, the kind that hang upside down, uh, <laughs> as it okay. reminds us that it will time of the year to observe bats, as they are now beginning to emerge from hibernation. Uh, the observance is an excellent time to learn about the role that bats play in nature, since bats are considered uh, insectivorous creatures. And I got that wrong. I know. Don't don't uh, <laughs> correct me. Uh, they rid our world of many annoying insects, and in one hour, a bat can eat up to a thousand mosquitoes. Nice. So, hmm? uh, I like also. Do you know that bats can live up to 40 years, some species? No, I did not. There mm-hmm. was a bat that was that was living at our house. Really? In my backyard, yes. Mm. I... There was an area that the light didn't get to. It was kind of fun. Yeah. That is interesting because I do know, as I am reading here because I didn't know it, that uh, they could see in the dark and use their extreme sense of hearing. So, hmm. interesting. Uh, three U.S. states, though, have an official state bat. In Oklahoma, named the Mexican free-tailed bat their state bat. In Virginia dubbed the Virginia big-eared bat their state bat. So, if you go to those wow. places, they observe bats. Uh and besides that, on Sunday, it's also Easter. I think I mentioned that. And then on Monday, it's National Animal Crackers Day. Um, Tuesday is National Amaretto Day. Now, I like a good amaretto sour. I am – I'm all game. As do I. 
<laughs> it is also National Garlic Day, National Hanging Out Day. You gotta be careful with how you actually do that, and I think it's just hanging out with friends. <laughs> don't, know. don't do it in another way, and then blame it on National Hanging Out Day. Uh, then on Wednesday, it is National Cheddar Fries Day. Mm. Uh, National Lima Bean Respect Day. Uh, National Pineapple Upside Down Cake Day. National Banana Day. And it is also National Lookalike Day. I think we talked about this before. Um, if you, who do you get mistaken for? <laughs> Short round. <laughs> no one else. Ah, uh, not off the top of my head. No. Okay. I can't. I can't think of anybody else that I've been. I'm very, I'm very unique. I'll, I'll leave it as that. We all look the same. Okay. <laughs> I got quite a few, um, among which I have been told, and I think I have shared this story because we, we've been doing this for a while now, and I'm pretty sure we talked about National Lookalike Day. Um I used to commute every night on a train ride that was about an hour and there would be a guy that would come in and he kept every night. He would say, man, you look familiar. You look like somebody familiar. I've gotten quite a few local people over the years and I've gotten some people and he could not put his finger on it until one day he came on and he takes a look at me and he's like, does anybody ever tell you that you look like Al Roker? Now, yeah, I can see that. No, no, just a second. We, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> no, I don't make Al Roker money. Uh, I didn't see it. Other people didn't see it, but I guess other people do. So um, if that is what I remind you of, I mean, Al is a great guy. I mean, if that is what you think of, then so be it. <laughs> and uh, next Thursday, it is National Yellow Bat Day. It is Get to Know Your Customers Day. Uh, National Kindergarten Day. Not kin, Kindergarten. Is, <laughs> I think we all pronounce it. It's like one of those words that we pronounce wrong. Everybody usually will say kindergarten and forget the D. It's Kindergarten Day. Uh, it is also National Chocolate Covered Cashews Day and National High Five Day. Uh, and then next Friday, uh, we won't be here, but it will be National Earth Day. Uh, National Girl Scout Leaders Day, National Jelly Bean Day, uh, and National Day of Silence, and National Donate Life Blue and Green Day. Um, and then coming up, it's National Picnic Day on Saturday, uh, next Saturday. Take a Chance Day next Saturday. Uh, it is also National Record Store Day next Saturday, and National Talk Like Shakespeare Day. <laughs> I know that's your favorite day of the year. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> I will say though I will say though uh it was oh something rotten the musical called something rotten which was about shakespeare but not about shakespeare was a good was a good musical hmm. um, so it was called something rotten correct 
it's about it's about playwrights that lived at the same time as Shakespeare that were com- competing okay. with Shakespeare to be a playwright, gotcha. and they made a musical of it, and it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. And Big Willie does make an appearance, so also good. <laughs> Big Willie is that not Will Smith? <laughs> not Will Smith. <laughs> not Will Smith. Okay, just making sure. Just Big making Willie sure. Shakespeare. <laughs> and then on the 28th of the month, it is uh, National Superhero Day, uh, and also I'll take our daughters and sons to work day. Uh, and then the 29th, it is Zipper Day, Arbor Day, uh, Earth Day, um, and then it is also I'm sorry, Earth Day was the 22nd, but National Arbor Day is on the 29th, uh, and then Shrimp Scampi Day. And I think we wound up the rest of April on the 30th of next uh, or two weeks from now with National Bugs Bunny Day on the 30th, uh, Hairstylist Appreciation Day, Honesty Day, Oatmeal Cookie Day, Raisin Day, Kiss of Hope Day, Pool Opening Day, and Sense of Smell Day. So just a few of those things. Um, this Did you say Kiss yet. of Pope? No, no, no. <laughs> Kiss of uh, no, uh, Kiss of Hope Day, H-O-P-E. Uh, that is each year on the last Saturday in April, National Kiss of Hope Day. It encourages couples and parents to express their love for one another. And the day also rallies supporters to help be a part of exciting fundraising ideas to help amazing charities all over the world. Um, so that is Kiss of Hope, uh, which also has a website. Uh, kissofhope.org so why yeah. can't we have a kiss of pope day I mean there's only uh, one pope so everybody has to go there but that would be a good day to have for the Catholics well <laughs> one I don't think he will uh, two uh, that would be a lot of people um, and then three he would probably like any big boss probably uh you know, have his underlings be people who get that as well, and nobody wants to do that for the underlings. So, <laughs> well, this is what I'm thinking. You do kiss the pope. All right, the Catholic world. I know you're listening because you listen to everything, and you'll do it wrong for sure. But you do a kiss the pope day. It's kind of like a kissing booth, and you just basically you can have the pope mobile, and people <laughs> give you money, and that. And you get a kiss of Pope. Maybe it's a so hand. All... You don't even have to kiss a cheek. Like you get, you know, a dollar for the hand, five dollars for a cheek. You want lip lock, you're looking at like triple digits. Well, I'm pretty sure he does not want to be there all day to kiss everybody. <laughs> pretty sure that's not It's not about happen. wanting, it's about God's will. <laughs> He's the great pontiff. Be there for God's will. <laughs> and even then, who's to say that he's, you know, like if, if the Pope was Richard Dawson, I mean, yeah, he'd be there all day. But uh, I don't know if he would want to do that. <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's, that's that's uh, that's an idea. I know they're I, losing I, money. Catholicism is on the decline. They need to like lighten it up. I'm giving I'm giving you ideas here. I better be going to heaven. 
Are you saying? Are you saying they're going to need like a going out of business now? <laughs> or Clarence? I, I don't know what you're talking about. The Catholic <laughs> Church is a business. They're incorporated. I know. Vatican I City don't. is also the bank. They have Vatican no. Bank. It's also a bank. It's a company. Is that a credit union or is that just a regular bank? I think it's just a regular bank, but it's only for the people that live in, in Vatican City, which is very few people. That's what Cardinals, Swiss Guards. So I also have my question here. Now, if you are, I mean, do you get paid to do your life work for the church? And is there a need for a bank? And also, uh, do they take tithes out ahead of your check? How does that work? <laughs> that I don't know. I wouldn't I'm be able just to a- know anyway. Because I in the in the Catholic faith I can't be a priest so I can't or a cardinal I'd have to be either a nun or dead and be a saint and I don't like either of those choices. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we have uh, reached. Uh, we didn't get to the story tonight. <laughs> the first story tonight, which is, it's, it's always fun when we have that moment, but um, I'm going to set aside that story until after we come back from Retro Moment of the Week. So here's the thing. Normally I always, um, and I do apologize, because I know a few of you called, um, but we had a lot to kind of get through tonight. Um, maybe next week we'll open it up. Um, but uh, Retro Moment of the Week is coming up. Now, here is uh, the strange thing. I had a Retro Moment of the Week reserved um, in the event that it was just me tonight. Uh, because every year at this time, uh, or at least for the last couple of years, we have done that Retro Moment of the Week. But I'm going to give the um, the decision on this to my co-host. Do we go with oh, the retro don't, moment don't, of the no, week? No, <laughs> no, no, because I love this. Because do we go with the retro moment of the week, which is about four and a half minutes, or just go with our regular retro moment, come back and do some stories? You know what? We haven't done stories in a while. So let's do just a regular okay. one and come back. So this is what we'll do. Because she missed one of them last week, I'm going to replay one of them because uh, she loves uh, – the uh, Jingle. jingles. So uh, we got a couple of those. We got one from last week. If you heard it, you heard it. If not, you can hear it again. And then we got a new one to add on top of that. So we'll have both of those, and then we'll be right back with page one here on Blog Talk Radio. Chewing double mint doubles the pleasure of everything you do. So remember, double mint adds to your fun. It's fun. Double pleasure all in one. So delicious, great to chew. 
Treat yourself and your friends too. Taste so good and last so long. Get some soon, you can't go wrong. Double mint and chew your fun. Double mint chewing gum. Let's go where the big cash prizes are. You could wind up rich, and it's not very far if you want good luck for you and your car. Everything starts with Sinclair. How'd you like to win $2,500 cash? $500, or maybe $100. You can win money at Sinclair dealers playing the Dino Dollars game. Win instant cash, too, and you don't have to buy a thing. Over 100 winners at any Sinclair station where you see the Dino Dollars sign. Any licensed driver can win up to $2,500. Void where prohibited by law. Hardtop convertible or sedan. Get dyno power with nickels soon as you can. Go to the friendly Sinclair man. Everything starts with Sinclair. Drive with care and buy Sinclair. Play the dyno dollars game. You're listening to Page One with LeVar and Mary on Block Talk Radio. Your source for all the current topics and news you need to know. Here's LeVar and Mary. you'd like the second one that came up. <laughs> Welcome back to page one with LeVar and Mary here with you on this Friday night, April 15th. You all right? <laughs> I'm okay. I hit a button and technology. I caught the tail end of it, though. And no pun intended huh? for the Sinclair did you, one. Did you need me to play it again for you? No, I've heard that one before. What's funny is there are still Sinclairs out there. Yes. I wonder if they still do the dino game. I don't. You know what? You should go in and ask them if they still do the dino game and watch the looks of uh, confusion. <laughs> what you ask that? Those poor you teenagers won't know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> no, can we still do the dino game? Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, um... What's a dino? But uh, the retro moment that I was going to play uh, was going to be who's on first from Abbott and Costello because I didn't play it last week. I forgot all about it because it was opening week for baseball. Uh, we'll play it again. Oh. No, we'll play it again at some point. Um, but, yeah. I do that love that one. That one's a good one. Yeah. Who else? Maybe if we have a little bit of time later on tonight, um, I, w- I will – Maybe we'll play it. If not this week, uh, then definitely. We'll, we'll play it for you. Um, so the thing that I read this week was interesting because uh, someone who I know uh, a while back is a person that, uh, and, and under all good rationale and reason, uh, so they had sworn up and down used to order from Uber or from DoorDash or from Grubhub. And what they liked to do was that they didn't want to tip until the driver actually came because 
how fast they got their food or how courteous everything went. They didn't want to commit to a tip right off the bat. But there was an interesting article, and it kind of was confirmed this week, uh, from the Today Show, uh, where a TikTok shared by a delivery driver showed a pile of food orders he said had been sitting for hours unclaimed because no tips were included. And so it came up about should you tip your delivery driver before your food gets delivered. It's pretty much a good idea if you don't want it sitting around for hours. And on that video posted on Sunday by a user named Stephen Lang, who claims to deliver for DoorDash, it showed what looks like a pile of bags filled with food orders that allegedly had been sitting there because, like we said, no driver would take them since no tip was included. Uh, he says these have been sitting here for four hours because no dashers would take non-tip orders. No tip, no trip. Um, and they said uh, in the caption, he added the hashtags DoorDash driver, uh, no uh, no uh, anti-trippers and no trip, no trip. And so the reaction to the video was mixed, of course, with some supporting the drivers and others lamenting that you have to now tip before the service is complete. Uh, tipping culture is out of control, one uh, commenter wrote. Only in America are we tipping 20% of service before you get it, as well as paying 200% in fees. Ridiculous. Another wrote, we need to stop normalizing tipping before the service is completed. And then another one said, add DoorDash do better. No tip should not even be an option. Uh, one person wrote that in support of the drivers. Uh, another one said, I do DoorDash on the side of my full-time teaching job. I won't take any orders without tips either. Uh, people want to complain about tipping $5 but have no problem tipping $20 or paying $20 fee for a $15 meal, one commenter wrote. Get it yourselves. Uh, Liang, who lives in San Francisco, did not want to comment on the video when reached Bud today in NBC. DoorDash and Uber Eats spokespeople uh, would not comment specifically on the video. Grubhub did not immediately respond to a request for a comment. Uh, they did say that dashers are always shown a guaranteed minimum amount that they will earn for completing a delivery before they even accept the delivery, as well as the location and name of the restaurant, an estimated total mileage for the delivery so that they can make the best decision for themselves while dashing. Uh, DoorDash drivers keep 100% of their tips that are shown the minimum amount that they will uh, earn before each delivery, according to the company. And an Uber Eats spokesperson said that 100% of all tips go directly to their couriers. Uh, it's essentially the same process as a DoorDash. So with all that being said, uh, you, I know, are a person just like me who does quite a bit of ordering from time to time. Um, who's right in this one? And is it right to hold off on a tip until you get it, or is it right for them to leave that food? Um, I don't think it's right for them to leave the food. If they've accepted the order, then they should take the order. However, I don't. I don't like tipping before I get the service. There's been a few times, especially in my neighborhood, and you've been in my neighborhood, all the houses look the same. <laughs> so if you, if you, and I've gone out and put like, you know, rock, painted rocks and stuff so that when they take the pictures, they're like, no, I delivered it. Here's a picture. And it's got like a welcome mat. It's like, not my house. I don't know where you delivered it to, but not my house. So now if I 
tipped you 20% for you delivering my food to somewhere else for giving it. If uh, during my week off, I ordered their version of DoorDash. I think it was actually Uber Eats. And I ordered it, and they said, it's been delivered. And I'm like, okay, no. I'm sitting right here. <laughs> like, I'm not even inside. I'm outside on my porch. Like, I'm right here. No, you didn't. No, you didn't deliver it. So I gave it a few minutes thinking, okay, they hit the button that I delivered it because they're turning around and they're going to deliver it here in a few minutes. Right? That happened. Mm-hmm. And nothing. I had to reorder it. Mm. And I was like, no, you get no tip for that. No, you didn't deliver it. You should have just delivered it and it's not in my hot little hands. I'm not paying you for lying. So there's been plenty of times when I don't think, and I do this when I eat in a restaurant and I do go out and I pick up food as well. I'm not like, you know, always lazy. But I want to have the service. Like I tip for the service. And where I was at, they tip for the service as well. So they're starting tipping zero. It's not 20%. It's zero. And they'll walk away with no tip. Like, nope, you didn't, you didn't give me outstanding service. You don't get a tip. And here I am like throwing extra money at people. And they're like, wow, you're a big tipper. And I'm like, that was like not even 10%. And they're like, yeah. So yeah, the culture is different. Um, But I'm, I'm kind of with customers at this point. And I, I understand the dashers are doing this for tips for their extra side hustle. But leaving food, like getting your tips before you, I have to tip you in order to get good service? Well, that's crap. On top of that, right. I have done this, given a zero tip on the dash thing, because you cat at the door. Here's your tip. Thanks for dropping it off. And that tends to be, and DoorDash doesn't have that on anything. I'm helping you, like, skirt the system. Come on now. I don't know. I, 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 um, I, I understand what they're talking about. I understand that they don't necessarily want tips. They don't want to do something if there's not a tip involved because that's what they're trying to earn money from. And like I said, right. that's their side hustle. But I'm, I'm kind of more on the side of the customer at this point. I don't think it's right to leave food at, at all. Because Here's the thing. I don't know if, if you should if, start. If it's left for me, I'll report it. Right. I don't know if you and should then start. And get with my money back, and you get no tips. Right. But do you? I mean, how do you fix that situation though? Because it's kind of like you know, like I said, I know people that don't want to pay, and they will pay a handsome fee once you get there, once the job is done. So it's kind of like. Do you now kind of like start with like a minimum tip, and then uh, with the I don't know it sounds silly, but I was gonna say with the potential promise of whatever if the job is done right. But then again, you get some people out there who are pretty crazy, and I know most of you out there, you'll be like, nope, not gonna do it. You're only gonna get the minimum, and then they wasted their time with you. So, um. But no, I don't know how do you fix that because it's yeah you got to pretty much got to start driving to the restaurant to pick it up yourself because I thought it was a fallacy when I first heard it 
And over the last few months, I've seen people posting uh, who work for these companies who say, yeah, if I don't see any tip on there or if it's, like, not an adequate one or, like, something really low, I'm not touching it. And orders get left. Which so, is ridiculous. Hmm. I don't know how you fix that situation. It's ridiculous. Though, I, I, I don't know how you fix it other than people stop being greedy. But, you know, there was a time when people did customer service for customer service, not for that extra $5 or whatever. And, and, and it goes back to not being greedy and not being lazy. I mean, if people weren't ordering out as much, to have it delivered by Uber Eats or Grubhub or or DoorDash or whatever, mm-hmm. then we wouldn't have that issue. But then on the other side, pick up your, you know, like, don't be greedy. Hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, it, I, I don't know what to really do about that one. That's, that's a very tough one because it Right is, as my DoorDash enters my house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that was the interesting you thing. This week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, would you care to share what you ordered? Uh, Freddy's hot dogs and custard. Uh, I was gonna say you can grab the uh, mint delivery driver. Oreo custard. <laughs> you can grab the delivery driver, and we could probably ask him if he needs food. Well, you know what? I should probably run and get the delivery driver, but eh, I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> he, was, he was quick to be gone. Oh, man. Well, uh, taking quickly a look at some things that are coming, one of the things that were trend, that was trending was actually a little bit of bad news today. Uh, word this afternoon that actress Liz Sheridan passed away, and if you know her name, you know the roles that she did. She actually had two uh, infamous roles in TV history. She was the veteran actress who played Seinfeld's mother on the hit TV series Seinfeld. And she was also Mrs. Achmonic on ALF. Um, so she passed away at the age of 93. And this comes just within a couple of weeks of Estelle Harris, who played George's mom, passing away. Um, so now both of the moms from that show uh, have left us. So no. Uh, and actually, I read something too that she, because uh, she was also in several Broadway shows, and I think I read something too where she lived with James Dean, and he had proposed and asked her to accompany him to Hollywood, but she turned him down. Um, she said about that just kind of magical. She said it was the first love for both of us. So what a life. Uh, yeah, uh, she was also on wow. uh, St. Elsewhere, Moonlighting, Who's the Boss, and on Broadway and had a short-lived, like I said, a short-lived romance with James Dean. That's life right there, man. So um, so that is trending tonight. Also trending tonight, uh, some of the uh, NBA playing games that's been going on, uh, the Atlanta Hawks, uh, I believe, won their game tonight. Uh, SmackDown is trending. Uh, and then um, I think uh, Evan Mobley is trending as he went for 18 points, eight rebounds, five assists, and two blocks in their loss uh, to the Hawks. Uh, and Joe Madden is training, uh, trending uh, for all the 
wrong reasons. <laughs> um, oh, no. Angel what happened? Well, Angels manager Joe Madden intentionally walked Rangers star Corey Seager with the bases loaded. It's the third time that's happened in Major League history. Only three times has that happened. And tonight and in 08 was the where versus Joe Batten managed teams. <laughs> bonus points if you know bonus points if you know the other two batters who were walked with bases. One should be an easy one. The other one might be hard. I no, I don't have my baseball thinking cap on. Um, Here's the thing. All of them have happened within the last 25 years. No, Think about Pete Kidder when you walk with the bases loaded. Who would I want to walk with the bases loaded? Frank mm-hmm. Thomas? Nope. Uh, it was actually the first <laughs> person was Barry Bonds back in 1998. And okay, that was going to be my second guess. <laughs> in 2008, it was uh, Texas Rangers outfielder Josh Hamilton, and it was Corey Seager tonight, which is, wow. uh, yeah. I'm Joe just Madden still laughing at the Joe Madden part. Mm-hmm. Because uh, every time you say Madden, I think Madden. <laughs> like, you know, NFL Madden. And I was just like, he was a way better coach than that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so yeah, he walked in with the bases. Joe Madden, is... he's an idiot. No, uh, no offense to Madden, of course. Well, no offense, yeah. no offense to Madden. He's not that great. I don't know how we ended up doing so well with him. Because <laughs> you had you brought in a good oh, relief pitcher. My dad is going to disown me. <sighs> You brought you brought in a good relief pitcher in which uh, he didn't choke, almost did. So that's what happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, that's what happened. Uh, Coachella is actually also trending. As day one is underway, um, I'm pretty sure there's going to be plenty of photos of celebrities out at Coachella. Um, and I'm pretty sure that's coming. But Happy Passover is also trending tonight. Uh, and then um, also trending tonight is Mr. Enter. Uh, I'm pretty sure you know who he is. Uh, but the content creator, the mysterious Mr. Enter, discussed how Turning Red, which takes place in 2002, does not mention the September 11th terrorist attacks during his YouTube review of the um, so, uh, that is going on and then, uh, happy Easter is trending and that pretty much besides the normal Friday night things, uh, that are out there along with sports are some of the things that are trending. So, um, yes, I have no idea who that is. Uh, as I tell everybody every week that uh, Mary is my go-to in regards to uh, YouTubers and or. (laughs) (laughs) You do know what Turning Red is, right? Nope. (laughs) So disappointment. I I think I'm having a heart attack. My heart is just stopped. Oh. I had a couple beasts that hurt (laughs) thick. 
sorry. I don't know. Is this video games? No. <laughs> That's even worse. It's a Disney movie. It's a Disney oh. Pixar animated film. It's the most recent one. Well, you should have known right off the bat. I wasn't going to know that because I really don't watch movies like that. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I'll have to watch it. What, <laughs> um, tomorrow? You're not going to. Eh, maybe not. <laughs> at some point. I mean, if I happen to be at your house and you happen to actually have it and you turn it on, I'll sit and I'll watch it with you. If if I'm somewhere and somebody mentions it and I see it on a TV, I might stop and watch a couple of minutes of it. Beyond that, I will tell you, and I look back, I don't really watch. I understand now why some people cut the cord because I really don't watch a lot of TV like that. I really don't. Mm-hmm. And recently I've kind of cut back on some things as far as uh, my cable company. And I was just telling somebody because they were looking to cut costs. I was like, besides the sports stuff that I really want to watch, I don't really watch that much TV anymore. Uh, I'd much rather watch the mm-hmm. over the air stuff than the stuff that's on cable. Sounds bad, but it is what it is. Um, I mean, honestly, yeah. I'm getting to the point where I'm cutting some of the uh, other, like Netflix, Hulu, that kind of stuff. I'm getting close. Really? To getting to where I'm going to be cutting those cords. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nothing yep. interesting there? Because either I own it. No, it's not that it's not interesting. It's I can find it elsewhere free. <laughs> mm-hmm. Gotcha. So I pay for it. <laughs> Oh, I yeah. No, I hear you. I mean, well, for now, as long as those places are free, there's a great app, uh, Pluto TV, which has a lot mm-hmm. of, uh, you know, I watched the Price is Right, the Bob Barker era. I can sit there for a few hours watching those, and then they have all three's company channel. So I'll sit there and I'll watch that. And it's awesome. Uh, I watch the old stuff. There's not a lot of new stuff. And even then, if you want to watch things that are on networks, you can always watch those. Uh, and yeah. So, and mm-hmm. after, I mean, the only reality show or uh, programming that I was interested in was American Idol last year. And I stopped because um, when Grace did not even finish in the top two, it was a travesty. And I swore off ever watching it again. I think this year they had a young lady who was on there, and she dropped out. She was, like, the front runner to win this thing. Like, this is the first time in a long time that people said, hey, she pretty much is a front runner because she had the looks, she had the talent, she had everything else. And what happened? And she left? Uh, she dropped out, quote, unquote, for personal reasons. But a lot of people are speculating that, Probably somebody saw her and was like, uh, you don't have to really get caught up in that American Idol stuff. We'll probably give you a contract and an album without you even having to do the rest of that stuff. Because she's got to look. As soon as you see her, you know, even without her opening her mouth, you're like, yeah, she could probably win it. Because sometimes, and this is sad, it's like I told my mom, who's a huge American Idol fan, I said, sometimes people have just that look. And they can either be good or bad, and people will vote for them because of their look. And I think we talked about this last year where it really upset me where, you know, 
Grace, who was a beautiful person, I think got robbed of some votes because a lot of the female vote went towards the eventual winner, who wasn't even that good. He wasn't even the 10 best good, and they voted for him, and he still wound up winning even then over another talented person, which upset the heck out of me. And this year, I guess she said she didn't want a deal, and she dropped out. I wouldn't even be shocked if she shows up you know, with her own album with the next six months or so. It, it wouldn't even be shocking. Mm-hmm. So I think you're Kennedy, I do believe. Uh, so, yeah. But, yeah, uh, that's American Idol. But another story that I heard about here, uh, you know, we talked about things that go, I think, last year, especially uh, or year before last, of malls that were uh, – doing um, curfews or things of that nature. But here in in the Chicagoland area, uh, in Oak Park, Illinois, going to the movies uh, with a group of friends used to be pretty much a rite of passage for many teens. But that will now be harder to do at one of the suburban theaters here on the weekends. Uh, On April 1st, the classic cinemas here rolled out a new youth policy at its Lake Theater location in Oak Park. According to the theater's website, guests 15 and younger are required to be accompanied by a parent or a supervising adult 21 or older after 6 p.m. on Fridays and Saturdays. Uh, According to their CEO, he says, we are encountering patrons that were throwing stuff, and it's almost become contagious. He says, we were going into theaters and telling people to stop, and then somebody else would do it, and it was just kind of a group effect. We were spending all of our time in the auditorium, and it was just a disruptive environment for everybody. So that's when we enacted the policy. Under the new admission policy, guests appearing appearing 15 years old or younger. Yeah, good luck with that. There's some people out there that don't look their age anymore. They will have to show proof of their age like or, leave the <laughs> yes, or leave the theater. The theater's website lists acceptable forms of ID as a school ID card with a date and birth and photo. A military ID, which I don't know if somebody 15 or younger is going to have a military ID, a passport, or a state-issued driver's license. The supervising adult can accompany up to four youths and must always remain with them. Um, they went on to state that the policy wasn't enacted to deter or punish teens and tweens from coming to the theater, but was put in place so all guests can have the best movie experience. Uh, they said that we are about servicing everyone and do believe it will get it back in order. And I do believe that the majority of 15 and under are great kids and everything else. It just became more than just a few that were sort of ruining it. Uh, they said initially people spoke out against the youth policy on social media, but overall the response has been positive. Uh, and while the policy is new to Oak Park, that policy or the company has enacted it in a few other regional theaters, including uh, in Elmhurst here in Illinois and a few other uh, ones throughout the state. Um, so when you encounter that for theaters, do you think that that is something that all theaters should eventually do or just yeah. where it's needed? <laughs> wow. No. <laughs> I think you try to answer that one at all. <laughs> okay. Mom. <laughs> went to movies with teenagers and not saying that my teenagers that I went with were awful or anything like that. They were good. They're good kids. But when they were sitting around looking around at their peers and going, what a bunch of dipshits. (laughs) Granted, they were using better language. You know, you know, like I, I'm, I'm, I'm very much 
I am so turning into that get off my lawn person. Like I didn't realize how much of that is going on. Like in my head, I kept saying to every single person that kept taking their mask off, um, I took a flight today. It was a very long flight and you could take the mask off when you were active eating, actively eating or drinking. There was a group of young gentlemen and some young ladies that were in their, you know, I'd say tw- early 20s, 21, 22, 23, maybe 24, that were mask off. Not even on their, not even attempting to look like they were trying. Gone. Hmm. And then, of course, they put it on as soon as somebody came by to look at it. And the thing that went through my head was integrity is doing the right thing even when no one's watching. The only reason that you put that on was because somebody was watching and you didn't want to get yelled at. That's what the teenagers in the movie theaters were doing. They're being buttheads because nobody's watching because they have no respect mm-hmm. for the people that are working there. They just care about right. the people that are going to take away the phones, the chargers, the cars, the money. So, yeah. If that's what has to happen, then that's what has to happen. It's a parenting thing. You need to raise kids right. Now, if it gets to the point where kids aren't being stupid, I'm sorry, never going to happen, then you can reject reject the rule. But it should have been in place when I was 15. It should have been in place when my parents were 15. You know, (laughs) I'm not saying it's just this generation. I'm saying... All the way back until my dad, when he didn't have a frontal lobe, was going to movie theaters and parking with chicks. Should have been yeah. Then. So <laughs> <laughs> get off my lawn. Well, you know, I mean, if that was back to years ago, a lot of us wouldn't be here. But uh... also true. Also, hundred percent true. Sorry. Uh, but you know, um, yeah, no, I mean, I I am kind of in agreement with you. I don't want to, like you said, as you get older, you're like, man, yeah, maybe I should have been an actor years ago. But you don't want to be that. You know that that Grandpa Simpson. You, it's needed because unfortunately, and I am not. There are a lot of great kids out there, and I'm not uh, at those who don't know how to behave. I'm going to put it that way. That don't know how to behave out in public without somebody enacting some tougher, you know, rules. They will take it and run with it and be disrespectful, and you pay too damn much to go in a movie theater to have it distracted by some people throwing stuff. Even then, they had to pay, well, their parents paid for them to go. And, and, you know, perhaps if that came out of their own uh, money, maybe just maybe they'd understand how it feels. You know, every time you go to a nice place or want to go out and do something, you shouldn't have to always be on the lookout for somebody just, you know, one person, okay, we can control that. But when you get to, like, a bunch of people and it's always the same age group, I think it's tiring. And these places have a business to run. And, you know, the first thing that goes wrong, people are either going to want their money back or – complain and that's bad for business 
So sometimes you have to do what's right for business, and I don't blame them because if I had a movie theater and if those things were happening, oh, yeah, you better believe. Actually, I'm surprised it wasn't after 5 o'clock. But <laughs> after 6, I guess it's fine. But, yeah, uh, I would even start to say if you're 15 and younger, you can't come into any show that starts after 8 o'clock at night. I don't care who you are uh, unless you're pretty much with your parents. But or even then, I'd probably say ban them. But uh, it's almost like the restaurants that ban babies. I don't blame it at times. <laughs> if I go and I sit there, I don't want to listen to the baby that can't be calmed down by the parent. But that's a different story for a different day. But yeah, I mean, I don't blame the movie theaters for doing that. I'm in agreement with you. Well, beyond that, beyond that, beyond all of that, they. If that happens more often than not, and it's not corrected, you're going to lose clientele. Mm-hmm. You're going to lose people, and it's going to turn into, oh, you know that theater where all the, teen- the rowdy teenagers go? Those are the theaters that are going to get shut down first. And I miss going to a movie theater. I like going to a movie theater. It's the surround sound, comfy seats, the biggest TV that I'll ever see in my entire life. Like, I wouldn't trade some of the best memories that I've made with my kids and her friends or just my kids. Like, we went and saw one movie three times within two weeks. Like, wow. as soon as and it was during Christmas. And it was just, it was fun and and there was there was a couple of times when it was just me and kiddo in the theater and we were screaming at each other because nobody else was in the theater so we could talk Hmm. those those are memories that you you can't buy those you can't exchange Hmm. those and i would need to be the place where it's like And then I have to go somewhere else. Right. Because I like keeping those things open. I'd like to see more drive-in theaters, actually, honestly. I loved that. I only did it one time. And I thought it was a cool adventure. I thought it was something pretty nice. So, hmm. Yeah. But no, that's what's going on with movie theaters right now. So, um, one of the other things. Oh, before I forget. Um, I'll do this real quick. Top five, because I did promise that. We're a little bit past the top of the hour on this page one for April 15th. Um, So uh, I was thinking last week because I went out and I know the Taco Bell Mexican pizza is supposed to be coming back. So I kind of had to leave that all. I was really excited about that. (laughs) (laughs) So I can't say we need to bring that back. But there were some other things that I thought about over the last couple of weeks where when I first thought of the list, I said, yeah, that does need to come back. And I do have my top five list. So uh, without further ado, the top five discontinued foods that need to return starting at number five. So at number five, I had the Wendy's chicken Caesar wrap. Now, they had this for a little while. I miss that thing greatly because I don't know why Wendy's got rid of it, but it was an awesome snack to have. 
And I don't care if it took an extra few seconds. I loved it. And you got rid of it, Wendy's. What's the deal with that? Um, so that was number five on my list. Could have been ranked higher, but I had a few more things, which leads me to number four. So at number four, I had, and this is a long ago thing, and I'm not sure if a lot of people are going to remember this, but I think that they should bring back Fruitopia drinks. Remember when Coke used to make those Fruitopia drinks? I think it was uh, Fruit Punch, and then they had like a couple other exotic flavors. It was kind of along the same lines. I was going to put Clearly Canadian in there. I used to love these Clearly Canadian. But uh, I think you could get Clearly Canadian on Amazon and up in Canada. Uh, we can't get it much here. <laughs> uh, I was also going to put Clearly Crystal Canadian. Yeah, yeah, it's Canadian. Uh, and I was also going to put Crystal Clear Pepsi in that spot, but you could get those at a few places still. But, yeah, Fruitopia drinks, it's pretty good if you had some, like, uh, barbecue chips or something else. Drink your Fruitopia. It was kind of like Snapple, but um, yeah, which leads us to number three. So at number three, um, kudos granola bars. Remember those? No. No, you don't remember. No? Oh. Oh, look it up. Look it up. You know, before the Quaker Oats granola bars. Kudos had these granola bars. Some of them were dipped in chocolate, had M&M's on them, but it was good stuff. And when you got one, you could eat healthy and have your granola, but you could also eat bad and have, like, chocolate and your M&M. But those granola <laughs> bars, yeah, it was the good stuff. Which leads me, speaking of good stuff, and I'm going to go very carefully into this, which leads me to number two. So at number two on, our, on my list of the top five discontinued foods to return, Jello pudding pops. Why not? Good stuff. You know what? I agree with you on that one. 100%. <laughs> pudding pops are good. I don't care if it's got a bad <laughs> on it. Rebranded. I don't even get to rebrand it. That was good stuff. That was a really nice alternative right. on a hot we summer day. We don't care about the person that used to advertise them, whose name should not be mentioned, but I'll say it was Will Trogby. But, I mean, yeah, we love Jello <laughs> Pudding Pops, and I want them back. And for a short time a few years ago, they had them in the stores, but it wasn't the same. But somebody bring that stuff back. And then at number one. Now, number one, you have to be a true Taco Bell fan. And like I said, the Mexican pizza would have been at number one. But because it's coming back, I'm going to leave that off the list. Now, I also could have thought about the Arch Deluxe from McDonald's. But the one thing I thought of was something that took me back to my college days. When you'd just be coming back from the bar, it's about 2 a.m. What did you do? You stopped at Taco Bell. And if you didn't want tacos, what was the one thing that was going to soak up all that stuff? It was the Taco Bell chili cheese burrito. I want it back. I don't want this new stuff with some uh, hot chips and potatoes and meat in it. I just want my simple chili cheese burrito. It was the simplest thing on the menu. And Taco Bell, you screwed it up when you took it away. I will pay 
more than your dollar menu to get that thing back. Bring back my chili cheese burrito. It only has three things in it. Three things. <laughs> it was soft cheese meat wrapped in a tortilla. It was so good. That's what I wanted, and it got rid of it. You can imagine my heartbreak, and I still long for that because you can say you can make your own at home. It's not the same. So yeah, it's not the same. No, I used to get the Mexi melt as an alternative to the chili cheese when they got rid of it. Not the same. <laughs> not the same. Close. <laughs> not the same. Man, I was like, this needs spice. This needs more spice. I mean, I'm really excited about the Mexican pizza, though. That was my go-to. That was mine. <laughs> I always had a Mexican pizza whenever I could. Mexican pizza. But you know what my, you know what my fear is, tacos. though? tacos. When something goes Taco away for a little bit. It's not going to be. Well, I said they're going to make, like, some other variations of it, too. So I'm going to be curious to see what that is. <laughs> yeah. I will say we should do... And maybe this could be a if the viewers want it, if the if the listeners want it. Um, differences. I've been watching a lot of this YouTube channel called Food Wars, where they mm-hmm. take specific food from one country and specific food from another country and compare them. So, like McDonald's in the U.S. versus Japan, and they compare. Mm-hmm. Like what you can get at the Japan store versus what you can get at the U.S. store versus, you know, like what's the differences between. It would be fun. That would be fun. Because I tried a Sprite (laughs) recently and it was not a Sprite. They're like, oh, no, that's lemonade. I go, no, (laughs) no, 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 no. (laughs) What? No, that is not lemonade. Shut up. Y'all, smack, smack, smack. This is lemonade. <laughs> this is iced tea. <laughs> right, right. This is Sprite. What you have is sparkling water with lime juice. That's what, that is not but, a Sprite. It was great. By the way, speaking of, uh, honorable mention on that top five list, and I did write it down, whatever happened to slice soda? I'd love to be some orange slice. That's, That's a good, good question. Where did slice go? Now that I'm thinking about it, it's like I didn't even think about it because I normally get crushed. So that's what I would get. Mm. Crushed orange soda. When I wanted soda. This is different than the <laughs> orange drink, the high tea lava or orange lava burst. That's different. <laughs> Slice was, slice was good. It's, slice was really good. And, and they got rid of Slice it was and, really good. Yeah. I miss it. Um, really I had one last story. I'm not even going to go with that one tonight because it was about um, um, it was about uh, the music industry, but I'm not even going to go with that. So I'm going to some odd stories and one smoking gun story. Uh, one story I'm pretty sure a lot of people heard. Uh, but a potential juror in the Parkland massacre case has excused herself because she is too busy with birthdays, her kids, her husband, and her sugar daddy. 
Uh, the jury selection for the sentencing trial of school shooter Nicholas Cruz, who pled guilty to killing 17 people, uh, the judge was caught off guard when the woman, Miss Bristol, told her that she couldn't serve because it would interfere with her extramarital affair. The bizarre courtroom interaction was captured on video, and it shows the 46-year-old judge's flummoxed reaction as Miss Bristol complains that the uh, inconvenient trial is expected to last, quote, a whole entire month. Uh, she says, quote, first of all, let me clarify myself. July 7th is my birthday, the 4th is my son, and the 18th is my other son, the mom explains. So that ain't going to work out for me. Then again, I need to figure out something. I have my sugar daddy that I see every day. The judge then responded, I'm sorry? My sugar daddy, matter-of-factly replied by Miss Bristol. She says, okay, I'm not exactly sure what you're talking about, the bewildered judge then admitted, uh, scanning her notes. She says, well, I'm married, and I have my sugar daddy, and I see him every day. Okay, all right, ma'am, we'll come back to you, okay, the judge told her. Thank you. She was indeed later excused from jury duty. So, yes, that was, um, if you want to figure out a way now to get out of jury duty, blame uh, it on I was just your... Saying, can I, use that? I have a sugar daddy, I have a dom, and then I have my husband. And that's a mm-hmm. lot of sex that I'm going to be missing out on for the next uh, month. And I'm sorry, I get cranky when I don't have sex with at least one of the three of them. <laughs> 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 All right, but <laughs> that's gonna come up. That opened the door. People are gonna use that. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Um, I know you uh, missed it last week, but I did have a couple of stories uh, from the smoking gun files. Uh, <laughs> uh, if you heard it last week, you'll hear one of them again because I just had to go back and say the story. I don't know what it is, and I'm not sure. I'm not even sure if I told the story, but one of them is a new story. So I'm gonna start with the new story first. Of course, we always love to smoke gun, but this story—it's always a Florida person, always. <laughs> <laughs> Florida man. Yeah. A Florida man masqueraded <laughs> as a drug enforcement administration agent to secure a discount at a Wendy's restaurant, according to police, who yesterday arrested the suspect for impersonating a law enforcement officer. Investigators say that Jesse Stover, 57, had been receiving the half off discount for more than two years at a Wendy's restaurant in Brunel, a city about 20 miles north of Daytona Beach. But yesterday, when he was again seeking a discount, a Wendy's manager asked to see his credentials. Stover cops say flashed a badge, and when the manager asked to examine the badge, Stover reportedly became argumentative, prompting Wendy's workers to call 911. The manager told police that Stover claimed to work undercover for the DEA, adding that he threatened to report employees to Wendy's corporate office for denying him the 50% discount. When officers responded to the restaurant, Stover denied claiming to be a cop or a federal agent a police frisk of the Wendy's regular recovered a gold badge with the words concealed weapon permit. A photo of the confiscated badge uh, was released by police. Charged with falsely impersonating an officer, Stover was booked into the Flagler County Jail on the felony rap. 
He was released from custody last night after posting $2,500 bond. <laughs> wow. I could see this in your head. <laughs> I'm totally 100% joking. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it took him two so, years to ask for a badge. Yeah, right. <laughs> yep. That was. Uh, Wendy's at this point, you should just give him 50% off on principle. That's right. <laughs> he tricked well, you for two years. Um, and then, Florida man. <laughs> And then another person using their crimes as a, quote, job, uh, a West Virginia woman, I guess that's another place I should not be shocked about, arrested with a large stash of methamphetamine told police that she sold the drug, quote, in order to make a living because she could not obtain a job, according to a felony complaint. Uh, Renee Pass was a pastor in an SUV which was pulled over Sunday night for vehicular violations as it traveled on Route 7 in Terra Alta, a small West Virginia town. During questioning by a state trooper, a male pastor in the auto revealed uh, that when Pass spotted the cop car behind him, she announced that she was in possession of narcotics. So he ratted her out. <laughs> Investigators said she did admit it that there was methamphetamine in her backpack, and the search of a backpack yielded a large baggie with methamphetamine and several small baggies with the substance and the weight of the product written on the outside. Troopers also found smoking devices, several empty baggies, and a small scale with what appeared to be meth residue on it. The scale even had her name written on it, cops say. <laughs> was arrested on possession with intent to deliver, a felony which carries a maximum prison term of 15 years. The seized meth weighed a total of about 20 grams. And while in custody, she told a trooper that she, quote, she does sell methamphetamine in order to make a living because of her she couldn't get a job. She was locked up in lieu of $10,000 bond on a drug count. I don't think God. that's the job that you want to have. <laughs> oh, yeah. God. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, I think this, Wow. Yeah. And I think last week I told the story. Uh, I, I, guess I, <laughs> I guess I have to do it again, but... Uh, you can leave it up to how you want to. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, it's not funny. It's from the smoking gun. I won't tell you. But it was another story uh, last week uh, in a move in which a Florida woman allegedly battered her girlfriend with a couple's cat. Police say that Susan Freud now, 53, and the 44-year-old victim were arguing Wednesday evening over fidelity issues, quote, unquote, in their shared Lago residence. And during the squabble, uh, Freud swore that she was not cheating and was faithful to the victim, cops reported. At one point, the victim said, Freud grabbed one of the couple's pets, a cat, and held it up in the victim's face. Freud uh, swore on the life of the animal that she was not cheating. The cat, cops say, was distressed and it scratched the victim. And when questioned by police, Freud admitted to holding the animal close to the victim to prove her point and swearing on the life of the animal that she was not cheating. Uh, she was arrested for domestic battery and misdemeanor and she was released from the county jail on her own recognizance. Upon being arrested, a polite and compliant Freud now contended that she was the true victim, according to the arrest report, which lists the weapon used in the alleged battery as feline. 
on uh, who lived with the victim for four years and who left it last year um, for punching her girlfriend at that time during a drunken argument about the relationship. Prosecutors subsequently declined to pursue a domestic battery charge against her, but they used feline. I kid you not. When it says weapon seized, no, next to it, feline. <laughs> feline. Well, at least they didn't say just cat, because you know somebody's going to say pussy cat, and it's going to turn into a bad thing because it's Florida. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Uh, oh, my God. Yes. So that's some of the things that's going on in your neck of the woods, people. <laughs> um, and I know uh, you missed it. And um, they, um, Magellan TV was actually offering um, to pay $2,400 for watching 24 straight hours of crime documentaries. So if you were a part of that over at Magellan TV, well, actually, no, no, no. Actually, application is still being taken. Let me, let me go back. Um, the streaming site wants to pay you $2,400 for watching 24 straight hours of crime documentaries. So for the third year in a row, Magellan TV has selected a lineup of 32 true crime documentaries for a lucky winner's viewing and to share on social media. Among some of them are Murder, Raps, uh, Murder Maps, The Brides in the Bath Killer, uh, Lady Killers, Elizabeth Bathory, uh, The White Widow, <laughs> Ten Steps to Murder, Isabella Gosling, uh, The Writer with No Hands, uh, What Happened to Holly Bartlett, uh, 21st Century Killer, Body Snatchers of New York, The Family Who Vanished, uh, Parachute Murder Plot, Behind a couple of episodes of Behind Bars, and a few episodes of Cyber Crimes. The winner, along with 100 runners-up, will get a free membership to Magellan TV for one year. Applications are being taken through Monday, April 18th at 5 p.m. Eastern Time. The contest is open to those 18 or older who live in the United States. <laughs> yeah. Oh, some of those titles are very much C and C, C and D movies. <laughs> a lot of those titles. I, I, I. How can you be a writer with no hands? Well, I mean, I guess you can now. Which it does. <laughs> That she want to know. <laughs> Don't you want to know? Hey, baby. <laughs> yeah. So that is what's going on. Um, but, yes, uh, and the clock on the wall is telling us that uh, we are pretty much just about out of time. I will remind you that next Friday night at this time, um, Avery Jane will be my guest. Um, so instead of the – Page one, you will hear the 411 Lounge with Avery Jane, 10 o'clock Eastern, 9 o'clock Central, and then that following Sunday night and on the 24th. And just to remind you guys that I will forget that and call in. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you have a question for Avery, that's fine. But, uh, <laughs> but that Sunday night uh, on the 24th, uh, it will be my scheduled guest is Raina Hung. Uh, who we will talk competitive eating and all of that good stuff. That one will be at 10 o'clock Eastern, 9 o'clock Central. And then the following Friday night, the 29th, uh, I'm going to say TBDS to that week for shows. Now, here's the thing. That Friday night, here in Chicago, the annual Exotica, they moved it up this year, uh, April 29th through May 1st. I will be there. Uh, the show or the show ends at around 11 o'clock that night. 
of course, I'm not going to immediately be back uh, towards anywhere <laughs> until a little later. So we're still working on what's going to happen that week. If there is no show that week, um, that means that this is the last show for the month of April. Uh, because if we do not meet that week, the next show will be brought to you on May 6th. That occurs. But as always, news comment BTR is where you'll go to find out about our show schedule and also online. So with that, I will ask you, uh, my friend, um, the floor is yours. Do you have any shout-outs for this week? Um, yeah, so thank you to Elizabeth and Michael and Chris and and Amy and <laughs> Briggsy for putting up with my antics. Um, thank you to Adrian for coming to my rescue when I needed somebody. And um, all the puppy love for my for my most recent loss of pet uh, Shadow. Though he may linger on because I'm finding bits and pieces of toys all over the house. So, um, yeah, like, it was a good week. I think there's some birthdays coming up, but I don't remember whose. So I apologize at a time for not knowing <laughs> birthdays are coming up. I'm sorry. Um, but happy birthday to you if your birthday's coming up. And that's, yeah, that's it. Well, um, the only other thing I will say before I forget, I, I do know what it is, uh, and my condolences to you because I will tell you this. I am, I grew up in a household without any dogs or without any pets. My mom always said, I got four pets. Why do I need to add a pet? <laughs> um, <laughs> in reference to myself and my siblings. And I am one of those people where, and I never let it be told, was that when I was younger, I got frightened by a dog across the street that lived across the street from us because he used to come out and chase everything, like cars, people, bikes. And one day he came over when I was really small, and what my mom told me was that uh, he just barked at me and kind of like nipped at me, and I kind of like got scared. And for many years, did not really go around anyone with dogs. Um, had no interest in it. <laughs> uh, and if I came to your house, you usually had to put the dog away. And it wasn't until a few years ago um, that I kind of got back over that. But I will tell you that when I went to Mary's house to visit her, two of probably, and you know, her dearly departed dogs, and, and especially with Shadow, two of the most, you know, if you were one of those people who had your fear of dogs, it went away the moment that you went around them. And if you had a dog or if you had, um, you know, a pet, you would not want any pet uh, no more than what those dogs were. And I know your pain and, and I feel your pain. And, and of course, I'm sorry for your loss because, um, you know, even, you know, you used to always beg me for my food. <laughs> and I would tell them I got nothing for you, buddy. <laughs> I hope that uh, where he is at tonight, he has all of the French fries and uh, hamburgers that fall on the floor, and um, definitely will miss him. And um, I know I can speak for that. And also, 
before I forget, because my brain and not my heart, uh, happy birthday to my little sister this weekend. So uh, for that, that is our show tonight. Uh, and I know that I can speak for Mary when I say thank you so much for listening to us. For our callers, we'll open up the line some other time. Uh, tonight we just had a lot to do. I'm glad you're back. Um uh, happy that you're back here because um, uh, I – People don't want to hear me for an hour. <laughs> um, but, um, <laughs> but whenever we are back, whether that is two weeks from tonight or three weeks from tonight, hopefully it's sooner than later, uh, but we will be with you as always here, 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 o'clock Central uh, on Blog Talk Radio for page one. So uh, have a great week, everyone. Have a good week next week, and uh, we will see you soon. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Page One. Don't forget to get the latest show info on Twitter at News Comment BTR and add us as a podcast on Apple.